Hey learners, Joe here. Just another aside before we start today's episode. As I said before, this is going to be the last of the episodes recorded before I took over the podcast. Some of our views regarding the horror game and the channel changed as recording this, but it's still some valuable insight on the filming of it, and our next episode in two weeks will offer some updated insights, including the editing of it. It will also be the first podcast recorded in the new format, so be sure to give it a listen and let me know how you like the changes and structure I've added to it. Without further ado, let's get started. This is just one big learning journey, and we want you along for the ride. This is a Learner's Permit podcast, just three idiots talking life, love, and endeavors behind the scenes. I'm Molly. I'm Joe. And I'm William. So this week, we are joined by our very special guests, our three cameramen for our last project. We've got <laughs> Ben. Hi. we got Brandon. Hello. And we've got Dan. <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us today. You guys have been awesome. So to start off, why don't the three of you tell us a little bit about yourselves, just for the audience sake, because we we obviously know all three of you already. Do we? (laughs) Do you ever really know somebody? Stay tuned. (laughs) So next topic. All right, I guess I'll go first then. Well, I'm Ben. I was their first cameraman before there were three. I helped them with the first two videos they have, and I was kind of like a director of sorts. For like you know one of the other video- one of the more recent videos that we did that's pretty much i mean like i've just been here to help yeah we know you as dm and woodworker extraordinaire I, you are a family man and now a cameraman uh, yeah for additional context the videos that ben is referring to with some of our first he helped us out with shooting the intro video as well as the cider and cards with consequences video We do have some behind-the-scenes footage from a couple of those that we do want to post up at some point because especially the the behind-the-scenes for the most recent video we filmed, which is today's topic, that was utterly fantastic and I can't wait for whoever whoever edits it to edit it. That would be you, Why are you talking about yourself like that? (laughs) Okay, I just wasn't sure. Molly keeps trying to sneak out of it because it is a massive project. Oh no, I'm I'm talking about about editing the the behind-the-scenes portion of that, Uh, not the actual video. Fair enough. I can probably do that because (laughs) I feel like so far I've been our resident meme editor. You are very good at Supercut. Thank you. It's the first thing I ever tried. Brendan. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm Brendan. <laughs> this is my first video working with you guys. Was Thank this the most recent one? Of course. Happy to help. I'm not sure what else I should mention about myself. I think that's basically I, it. I, have, I have a much I have, shorter repertoire with this group. <laughs> I have a list prepared if you'd like. Sure. Oh, God. How about it? Let's see. <laughs> Brendan is our resident theater nerd. You're a musician. You're a retail survivor, and you have the most experience filming among all of us, correct? Because you worked on a community projects in high school? Yeah, a reasonable amount of filming in high school, yeah, I suppose. That <laughs> explains that. that explains the, the quality of the shots you took from what you showed me. Much appreciated. <laughs> Additionally, if you look at him, you'll know that he owns a craft brewery. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is a audio medium, so <laughs> you'll have to come into the behind the scenes. They'll, yeah, you'll have to watch the behind the scenes to find out. But you'll know immediately which one he is. <laughs> you also look like someone who would own the stock in Apple. Well, there's there's no craft brewer that doesn't. Exactly. <laughs> that That's how you get the brewery. It comes oh. with the stock. Dan, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Oh, God. A little bit. 
Because oh, I geez. also have a list for you if you can't think of anything. I want to hear that list regardless if I can think of anything. <laughs> yeah. On the spot right now that I'm doing, I am probably one of their older fans. Uh, older fr fans. Friends. Not a fan. He is distinctly a non fan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I always thought he was a fan of me for years, but that just might be my big head. <laughs> I'm also very weird, as you can tell by my introduction of just being a screeching noise. But, you know, that's life. And I also did, I joined Molly for some of her streams before. Yes, you have. God, I hope I, I do go back to streaming just for consistency. I, I, I have a channel as well. It is the Unseen Demon, spelled D-E-A-M-O-N. Hasn't been updated in a bit, but that's just because I've been busy trying to look for full-time work. So my list for you, Dan, if you're curious, is you are our resident computer science expert. You're our resident poodle lover. You are our lovable rat king. And you also are our resident iPhone user. <laughs> I feel I'm being Fair. stereotyped. You're being targeted. I'm being targeted for owning a fucking iPhone. <laughs> How has Russian not come up yet? I don't know. Because I didn't want to, like, identify people by their heritage because... You could just make the perfect one be like a failed USSR experiment gone astray. Oh my god. I'm surprised. I was the being to say that, but now I said it, so here we are. That's a joke that's solely on you now. Yeah. How do you feel about that? It's I don't care. I make those jokes all the time. So our most recent project that we've all worked on together was our Dead by Daylight in Real Life project. That was actually one of the first ideas that we had when we thought of doing this channel. It was also a doozy. Very Oh, yeah. unexpected and a lot of the original concepts and ideas at least i personally had for that video and the expectations were so much different irl yes <clears throat> so why don't we start by going over what we expected and i guess then we can transition into what our what our setbacks were and why those happened so will why don't you since you spoke up about that, why don't you go first and then we can go from the top with Ben. Okay. Well, the way I was sort of envisioning the experience was essentially Molly and I are released into the woods with cameras and Joe is coming after us with a knife. We have to survive. The actual experience of filming that was much more like a movie set. Stopping and starting various cuts, setting up various shots, and rerunning scenes when we didn't feel, I guess, right about what we were shooting. So that was a bit different. I do recall Molly and I having the idea to film sort of a Blair Witch Project style found footage moments where we would turn the camera on each other and pretend like we were the ones well we, we would be the ones filming each other we ended up not doing that and i'm kind of interested to see how the edited video is going to be because we at this time of recording we haven't edited it just yet i'm interested to see how the fully edited video is going to compare to my initial visions for the video. What about you, Joe? What were some of your expectations? Well, for expectations that it lived up to, I was expecting to be in a considerable amount of pain by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, for reference, I was in... I'm hoping anyone that's listening to this watched it. If not, go watch go it. Go watch it. What are you go. doing here? It's kind Why of a prerequisite for this podcast. You do not belong here. But yeah, so I was in 
like a suit of armor that I, I originally made that like two suits of armor in high school. I cannibalized the parts from it a year ago and put together that suit of armor and a plague mask and all this other armor that I made to go along with that suit of armor. And then on top of that, I had a really, really cheap knockoff GoPro, like $10 on eBay cheap, that would stay charged for about a half hour. And that was bolted onto the shoulder using parts cannibalized from that camera's mounting kit. So there was also a piece of plastic jabbing into my shoulder the whole time I wore it. You told us you were okay with that. Yeah, I was curious about that. Yeah, you said it didn't cut in. I, I, I didn't think, I couldn't feel it at first. I did by the end. <laughs> After a pierce all through all the cotton. Yeah. Into my flesh and blood. So yeah, I died physically, mentally, emotionally. Spiritually. I've never been alive spiritually. <laughs> so that was expected. That happened. I can deal with that. I was expecting that I would just be chasing the two of them the whole time. That didn't happen. It ended up becoming a lot more scripted than that. I also expected that there would be times where I would actually be running after them. We found I could not do that. Thank goodness we only had a few running scenes because with much of the scenes that we shot, especially the action scenes, whether that be Joe and I attempting to do sort of fight scenes. That was or fucking cool, by the way. Chase scenes. Thank you. We found that the armor significantly reduced Joe's ability to do things. The first time we were trying... <laughs> like breathing. The, <laughs> the first time we were trying action sequences, he attempted to do a takedown on me. After I stood up from the takedown, we realized that the bottom of the armor had been crushed in because oh. of the way we went about it. And we had to bend that back out while wearing it. So in other words, this is Joe's punishment for being three hours late. But we'll get that we'll get to that in a bit. <laughs> Listen. So my expectations for the outcome of the project was very similar to Will's. I thought that there would be a lot more exploration involved, uh, just a lot more of a gamey aspect to it than there turned out to be. However, because it takes about an hour and a half to two hours for us to get to our shooting location, and Joe was so late in picking us up, that obviously did not happen. We had a- You had like three hours of record- we had like three hours of total, like, light work. Yes, thank you, Dan. We had about three to four hours of total recording time. So, uh, for what we ended up being able to do, the scripted shots became a necessity at that point. Absolutely. So I'm really glad with, because Ben and Dan especially, I feel like, kind of pioneered the scripting of the shots and what order we shot it in and how to do stuff for continuity. It just felt, I'm happy with what we have, having not seen the entirety of the raw footage. I don't know if in the editing I will be as happy, but for, for right now, it is what it is. I'm proud of what we were able to get done in such a short time frame. And filming it, it didn't feel awkward at all. It felt like we were doing something right and good, you know what I mean? So I, yeah, I'm just really, glad that we got to do that at all and that I got to do it with people who more or less had ideas and knew in some way shape or form what they were doing and I just got to hang out with you guys and that was the key thing make something cool with you guys if that was like the ultimate expectation then I think we succeeded in that yeah I think one of the funnest parts 
was hanging out with you guys and this whole creation process is a lot of fun because for a lot of the videos that we shoot, especially when they're online, like the Reddit 5050 video or even the apple cider video, it all kind of feels like we're just hanging out together. Uh, even these podcasts, it feels like just stuff we would do on a normal night if we were bored on a Discord call. But there's something about running around in costume with a lot of fun people. It feels like you're on a movie set and the whole thing was just really really cool and really really fun so even if the footage that we got isn't exactly what we expected it was still just a good time honestly still totally worth it it's also oh, yeah. very amusing to be standing there in like 10 to 20 pounds of armor and a plague mask and a full gambeson and just wave to a biker as they go by <laughs> yes oh, yeah. many many bikers oh no. many many many, Not, many. yeah it was probably like 40 people we saw that day. <laughs> there was a lot of people. It's, it's not so we didn't just have three hours to, f to film everything. We had three hours to get to the location to film something and then make sure people were out of the shot. It was like closer to two hours like of actual recording. Not to mention all the planning of shots and everything. Mm -hmm. Including walking time and making sure that like we had everything we needed because it's basically a scavenger hunt. I'm sorry, I'm eating. So not the time. Holy I'm sorry. <laughs> John gave me mozzarella sticks. What do you expect me to do? Not I expect you to put them down and act like a professional. To be fair, I would do the same thing. I would mess up some mozzarella sticks right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to avoid the full mouth of mozzarella sticks. Okay, why I'm, don't we... I'm good now. I'm good okay. now. What were you going to say, Will? I was going to say, let's go to our guests. Three cameramen, what was your experience with dealing with the quote-unquote pretty people the talent if you will although everyone here is incredibly talented so let me just explain that joke real quick in our discord server for the tfp staff we have the three of us and the three of them and because of inside jokes that arose just from us working together we have myself joe and will with the role of quote-unquote pretty people and then ben brendan and dan are the three cameramen and it's hilarious to us even if nobody will ever get it 100 I mean, eventually it'll be three and a half cameramen but i certainly hope so well i mean i've already made the joke so it has to that's happen. true that's true someone sh we should make an acapella thing of that i've put that energy out into the air so guests and lovely friends of ours, what was your experience? Based off of the time period that we had and everything like that, I think I honestly think we did pretty well for the you know three-hour gap that we were just talking about before. I think it probably would have been closer to your guys' expectations if we had the proper equipment for it. Because I was I was thinking about this before, if we had more like body cams and stuff like that instead of mm -hmm. you know a cameraman recording an individual person, it'd feel more realistic. And also, if we had a more closed location, it was. Even though we like kind of like designated an area, it would have still been quite difficult to find all the boxes on like your own and stuff like that. So the way we did it, I mean like, yeah, I, I understand that you guys wanted to be more a game and I'm sorry that it didn't come off that way, but it was just, I think it was just more of a misunderstanding and communication more than anything. I agree. I don't think anyone here is trying to blame anybody for that. It is solely because of the time crunch that mm -hmm. it turned out to be the way it was. And for, for the time that we had, we did awesome. Every single one of us. I'm not even sure not living up to expectations was a negative. That is because true. Because honestly, having to... The way we did it was for this one, instead of just constant recording as we usually do in 
taking out the chunks, we decided to film clips and takes that we could splice together a video later on, which allowed us to film things out of sequence, as long as the continuity of the lighting and the sun maintained well enough. I personally think that the way we did it was probably the more realistic way with, as Ben said, the equipment that we had. And again, filming that way was just very fun. I had a lot of concerns with how we were going to go about doing it the game method. And honestly, I don't really see that as being fully effective in a sense. I don't think that was a very realistic expectation. So I think what we did was the best possible outcome. Agreed. Agreed. Hmm. So I actually was thinking, thinking like, how could we make this more game-like and what we needed to change? Because there was a couple issues I saw. One of them was there was no, we didn't really have a proper set of rules in place. They kind of were made up on the fly. So the cameraman, if you're going to see the backstage footage, we placed what we thought the boxes in a reasonable, we thought we placed them in a reasonable area. We just, we didn't want them to be just pure line of sight. I don't think our actors got that. They were like thinking it would be a little bit more easier to see. And the ones they did see, they, and some of them they did just find, but a lot of them they just passed over. And it's like, I get why, cause it was like off, a little bit off the beaten path in some points. And sometimes they were just hidden behind things. Cause we didn't want to make it too easy or too obvious. I wasn't honestly sure what to expect with the hidden locations. So I was more trying to just survey the area which turned out to be my deficit as Molly was the one that found nearly all of the boxes, if not every single one. <laughs> I think she found all three of them that you guys needed. To put a, there, was, oh, yeah. there was like six boxes out there. Yeah. I just Which was extremely surprising to me because I have like zero attention to my surroundings. For me, it wasn't necessarily that like stuff was difficult to find. I was more trying to like get into the, the feel of what we were doing because I again I was at the time I was expecting a lot slower pace and we before that had done quite a few like more or less scripted shots and that was kind of our opportunity to just kind of go to to my mind so I and we still didn't have a script for what we were going to say to each other or how we were going to figure out what we needed to do so that was kind of in the moment it was in the moment role play between Will and myself that I was trying to focus on kind of doing the right way as well as finding everything, which is why for certain shots, I am seen looking right at Joe and not reacting because he had just yes. been chasing us. He had just been chasing us like three minutes before and it's like, okay, I need time for the two of us to kind of just make content right now because yeah. it was in a it was in a much smaller area than we were sure it was yeah, going to be. Yeah, the, the, there was a problem. So the original area, from what I understood, was going to be a cornfield, but because of the time of year, yeah, it ended up being fully harvested yeah. just before. So you oh. couldn't see anything, or you could see through it all. You couldn't. There was nowhere to hide. To be entirely fair, mm. that cornfield that we were going to film at far smaller than the area that we had. The problem was the area we had was covered in trees, and so unless you wanted ticks, you had to, you had to go in certain pathways. What I was going to suggest. I was fully expecting the... to dip into the woods for a few parts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was expecting people to dip through the woods as well. I mean. We put things in areas there. No one walked it. No one. No one walked there. So 
I don't know if it's just time crunch or what caused that. What I will say though is I was thinking like, okay, put the boxes in a, put, set up rules for the boxes. That's part one. Part mm -hmm. two is definitely either, even if they have better equipment, just create phone mounts on people, like on like the, use like a chest pocket or something so that people could have their phone there and just they could see, so we could record from there. Cause we're already recording audio from the phones that were on you. And that would have done fine. And we could even have and Joe, if Joe's camera's shoulder mounted camera was working fine, that could have worked too. The uh, but then for the location, I was thinking we go and like rent out like a paintball field or something because they're not right now. They're not gonna be running because we're in the midst of coronavirus. And like if we can, if we could be like, can we borrow it to do a recording and like even rent it out? That might even be worth it because they already have a lot of pathways built into it. And there's already places to hide and such, and it should be a nice wide area. So I was like, that could have been like a really a thing we should do if we ever try to redo this again as an actual game game. We do want to do at least a paintball video at some point. Oh, uh, yes. but that is a a good idea in terms of locations. Yes, I do want to face my fear of going back to paintball again. You have a fear of paintball? Just wear, just wear armor, it's fine. I, well, <laughs> that's the problem. I wore armor. <laughs> <laughs> I wore a lot of armor. To no one's surprise. I wore oh. so much armor that, not, that, only, that in the entire day that I paintballed, the one time I did, only one paintball popped. Man. Every other oh, one wow. bounced off of the armor because I had so much armor and padding. Yeah. The one that popped, popped on the breathing grill, <laughs> sending paint still at full speed through it yeah. and down my throat. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, that's why you, no. That's why you that wear was... a mask still, like a, like a, you gotta wear like a uh, ski mask underneath it. No one tells you that when you first go though. Yeah. No, I had well, literally the exact same Dan... experience my first time paintballing. Fair enough. Dan, tell that to ball to the wall. That oh, was the name of the place. Oh, literally same place. That was... <laughs> <laughs> Tell that to them, because they did not provide that equipment. Granted, they didn't provide all the armor I brought. But... I'm like, also, it's no longer there. True. Did it become an actual gun it range? It's an, an actual, actual gun, gun place. shop now. <laughs> that actually would be kind of fun, but judging based on my aiming skills at point-blank range with the Nerf gun. Hey, Nerf guns are a lot less accurate yes. than proper <laughs> firearms. I can actually True. do pretty well with proper firearms. Can't hit anything with a nerf mm -hmm. you know with a 22 long i can have like less than half inch spread at 30 yards mm -hmm. so brendan what what was your experience while filming well i had no expectations going in beyond just spending time with you lovely people so Aww. i just had i i honestly just spent most of my time falling around joe in his armor and helping him get set up for chances to breathe from the mask <laughs> So, yeah, I, get, I think it was just a really interesting experience because it was really just Joe and I for most of my shooting. So we're giving you an oxygen tank just to carry around? That's another around. thing we need to do in the future if I'm in a big costume. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this, this particular costume, I can't put it on myself. So I couldn't right. wear it ahead of time to make sure everything was working correctly. And that led to the defogging treatment I did on the mask not fully taking. Oh no. <laughs> which is why I could not see by the end of the filming yeah. anymore. And I had to have Dan start standing in places where I'd asked him to put me beforehand anyway, just because I could see a faint outline of some form of specter in the fog. Oh, wow. No. Wow. So what you're what you're saying is you got the horror experience. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> it wasn't really horror, it was more of an annoyance, which to be fair is how I play Phasmophobia. <laughs> that um. lack of vision became especially fun towards the very end of the shoot because we filmed the action oh, sequence got dark? at it the got very, very dark. end. 
When it got dark and when I had to punch you in the side of the face. Mm-hmm. And you had to catch my punch. Which I did. I can't wait to see the raw footage for that because Same. I, I've, I've seen like one angle where like my face is like right in the front. And I, don't know if, I don't know if we have like a side angle of that, but that looked really cool from what I could see. Mm-hmm. If not, if we really need to, we can refilm it next week. That's true. But we have, we need to discuss what it is that we're filming next week. Not right now, obviously. Oh no, um, we'll, we'll, we'll I'd just that. be happy to punch Joe in the face again. <laughs> I'll, I'll eat to. Wouldn't we all? Yeah, I was gonna say, get in line. This, uh, <laughs> you know should I don't wow. know? Should that be a video? Joe, I apologize for that. That's wow. <laughs> should that be a video? Don't worry. You should that, that you be a spent video? Three hours was Joe pretty much by yourself. It's reasonable. No, I'm kidding. I had a great time. I know. <laughs> Legitimately, I'm just, I'm just with jokes. the amount of different pieces of armor I have, should we have a video that is testing my armor? <laughs> we could. Yes. But we could also Can have it be airing camera? our grievances with Joe at the same time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that'd be so therapeutic. Oh my god, we it. put like we get like a watermelon and we just get like a printed version of Joe's face and just tape it over the watermelon. It's the one video that John will actually want to be in. That's what I was right? thinking. <laughs> <laughs> like I have I, I still have all my old fencing gear, so I have a steel mesh helmet that goes around my whole face. That won't save you. <laughs> It'll save my face. Well, are we actually going to be swinging at Joe, or are we going to put like a watermelon and then just use like actual weapons and see how badly this is? What's the fun in that, Dan? We'll talk. Using hammers? <laughs> I want to throw the brass hammer. You want to Gallagher this? So, why don't we discuss, because we've alluded to our, our time crunch before, but I, I would like to discuss why that was as much of a time crunch as it was, as well as what we learned in general from this experience, because, I mean, obviously there's a, a lot of, like, we've had, we all had really good experiences that we could gush about for hours. That's why we started the podcast. That yeah. is true, that is true. So mm-hmm. we could gush and be like, oh, this is so cool. But yeah, setbacks, the, especially the time crunch and why that happened, what we learned from this experience as a whole, and what we all think we can improve on. Because I know Brendan had a great idea that I would love for him to talk about in terms of... Oh, go ahead, Brendan. Okay, cool. So trying to remember what the idea was. I'm so sorry. As far as like unifying a vision per video, assigning one of the three of you as director for, for said video going in so that you have complete creative control and control over the way it's shot and the whole process like as an individual will also help just improve your vision for what you expect going into the shot or going into the shoot um totally agree so that person should also and, probably be editor yeah. as well maybe not agree as much <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that was my main point of improvement that i think could could come from that is just focalizing i guess a direction for it creating leadership if that makes sense yes. yeah basically i yeah. i like that idea a lot because we have so far, we've had a room of people who have a lot of great ideas, and that can also kind of create a room of leaders, which can create some uh, communication issues. So yeah. I, I like the idea of having like designated people, designated people taking control of even like on a shot by shot basis of a video, someone who can hear what other people have to say and incorporate that or not in what we're doing. Because uh, this, I believe, kind of stemmed from a, our conversation about how slowly the, I guess you could call it the group structure or the assigned roles are changing back towards what our natural talents are, even, even if they require us to learn new things in, in order to do them, because Will has taken over the podcast completely. Joe is doing a lot more of a logistics 
stuff, and you you called a lot of shots for the DVD video, and I am falling more into the editing and the structure of meetings and this podcast and a lot of other things. I just think that's interesting. You are absolutely, Molly, the backbone of this entire project because- Thank you, I, I appreciate that, but please don't say it. prime. <laughs> <laughs> Joe and I are useful chickens. We are running around with our heads chopped off and we're getting things done. We're not getting the right wow. things done and we're not getting them done on time, but we're doing something and that's helpful. So Molly is there to corral the idiots in a sense. I wouldn't go that far because Quite the analogy. Yeah, I'm just I'm just more or less stuck on the fact that you called yourself and Joe Cox. To be fair, it's not the first time. It isn't the first time. So, the time crunch. That was largely because Joe was three hours late. And to be fair, you you were kind of feeling not that great that day. And you have sleep apnea and all that. But I, for the most part, I would like you to... Not to grill you or anything, Joe. But I, <laughs> I, would, I want you to tell the audience why that happened. Oh, God. This is the thing that oh, we'll be... the reason it happened is just four separate alarms. One of them hooked up to a subwoofer at over 100 decibels. Went off and none of them woke me up. I, I texted Joe. I had to call Joe, which is only just shy of his of his parental figure coming in and saying, hey, you should be awake. Yeah, no, my, I, I, eventually my mom woke me up and was somewhat passive-aggressively just like, hey, uh, are you still planning on leaving today? And this was like, you know, two and a half hours after my alarms had been set for. Yeah, we, Dan and I actually called you simultaneously, which is hilarious. Yes, you did. You called simultaneously as my mom was in the process of closing the door to leave my room. Well, <laughs> so Molly texts Molly text me, it's like, Joe hasn't arrived yet. I'm like, oh, fucking A. So I go and like, I check if you if you responded with text. You didn't. So I go and give you a, I go immediately start the call. You'd be like, wake the fuck up. Wake the fuck up. Wake the fuck up. I left you a message if you still have it, if you want to play it over the, the podcast. If you don't, it's okay too. Oh my too. God. I can bring that up. My phone didn't say that I had a message. Oh, that's... Uh, Might need to connect to your cellular data. So, in the future, because we know that you have issues surrounding sleep with sleep apnea and executive dysfunction and all that, we should probably come up with a plan to have someone else be the designated driver if we're going up to shoot near Will and Dan. Well, I mean, it also wouldn't help with getting me out the door in that case, because then you'd just be waiting in my driveway for three hours if I'm still asleep. The other option is for us to go and you to meet us there. There's also the option that I just crash on your couch for the night before. I guess, That's yeah, a... remove the option to be late. That is yeah, a exactly. good point. That is a good point. That requires John approval. Yeah, yes I'll no. need to make a sacrifice the night before of something. I have no way to know what it is now, but it will be something dear and <laughs> with lasting consequences. Apparently, Ladybug Rugs help. So true. I'm just seeing Joe just <laughs> like true. staring ominously outside of like Molly's porch as there's like a bonfire behind it full of like computer parts <laughs> and like just a pyre. <laughs> But yeah, in all seriousness, no, though, it does require approval, but put the approval in quotes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't care. I'm fully <laughs> aware not. of that. More of a joke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in general, what have we learned and what do we all think we can improve on? And this is for whoever. I mean, honestly, I think our biggest thing is we need to communicate our ideas better. 
have more oh, brainstorming. Commun communication is key before we, you know, film these projects and whatnot, just to make sure we're all on the same, uh, like, you know, the same wavelength and everything. In that same vein, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that we could have done before we all got to the woods rather than in the middle of the woods in yeah. terms of planning and setting up shots. We had yeah. already staged out a few parts of the video, but if we could do more of that, then we would all go in with a more streamlined idea. As Molly has brought up previously, getting shot lists put together would mm -hmm. definitely help. It definitely mm -hmm. would. I will say in locations like that location, where even if we've been there, we don't have a map of it True. necessarily, so we can't really put together a shot list at you know, in the you time say that, that we were. But there was a map right to the entrance of the woods. Right, but that was for when, like, for prior planning before we got there, which we didn't yeah. necessarily have time to do. No, I'm saying you could definitely mm -hmm. find the map online. And that is well, something yes, that we would do Well, yes, but that would be up to someone right. else in the car, because I was driving. Fair enough. And should be done before we get in the car. Probably should be done yeah. the day before you go out. Probably should be we, done the week before you go out. We did try to have multiple conversations about putting together shot lists and figuring out what we were doing. But the week before that was just so busy for all of us that it, it was it became uh, we'll figure it out when we get there. Especially because we knew the area a little bit better from the intro filming. So I wasn't concerned going into it that something would work out. And for now, I think that kind of approach... I mean, it's just kind of working for us, more or less, but we can cut out a lot of the confusion and communication issues by doing more pre-planning. However, I, I feel like there should be more people involved with that than just one, because I have been spearheading a lot of efforts to get the planning part done, and I can't always do that all the time. That's completely fair. I think the biggest thing is for a lot of us, we work best on... Or we're very used to doing things on the fly and our brains are kind of set to improv mode most of the time. <laughs> so my concern is that we aren't able to plan out a lot of things for future shots, you know? Like, we might not have been able to set up a whole lot of planning for the Dead by Daylight video just because we weren't sure where to start, what we'll need. It's something that sometimes you really do have to do at the time and on location. Yes, and I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that, but it's going to be about figuring out what's, what works for us and where our balance is and learning how to communicate better. I think the communication is a huge thing because I feel like while we were on location, there were certain things that would have gone a lot differently if everyone kind of knew what the other people were saying, and I feel like mm -hmm. a lot of stuff got lost in translation. Yes, yeah. Brendan, you did mention, and I'm so glad that you were there to, like, say something about it. You went up to- it became essentially two groups with two conversations going on, and not a lot of a through line of communication. Right. And you were the one who said something about that, and I'm very grateful to you for it. Yeah, I just noticed that as the day went on, it started to splinter a little bit, yeah. and I was trying to tie that back together, kind of in the moment, especially by, at the end when I knew we were all calling back together for those final shots. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I think everyone on their own time was very confused about what was going on. But I know Will and myself were very much 
kind of feeling like we weren't being listened to. And so it was great that you also noticed that we were feeling that way and you kind of became our advocate in that moment. So it was it was great. Another reason why I'm glad that you joined the team for this week. But yeah, just a lot of communication issues where nobody's intentionally doing anything nefarious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Key to the moment changes the interactions between people. Yes. So one of the things that I learned when it comes to shooting, especially on location, if you don't have a plan, is communicating what you want in a shot is very, very, very difficult mm-hmm. if you're working with a large group of people or mm-hmm. technically a small group of people, yeah. which is what we are. So that I think led to a lot of retakes or at least a couple of retakes because what what the person who was talking wanted just wasn't translating in the other person's brain. I know that was my experience because mm-hmm. it just kind of felt like words flowing over me. So I'm like, okay, I just need to know what I need to do. Yeah. Which is why I'm glad that the idea of one person taking over for a video would be on the table. And I hope that's something we do in the future. Absolutely same, because I feel like there are a lot of ideas on the Factotum Project spreadsheet that we want to start, but some ideas one person put out and the others don't really either share the vision or really know what the other person's vision is. I know for me, I've never played Dead by Daylight, so going into this, it was Molly's idea, and I was just like, okay, I'm gonna let Molly and Joe go ahead and take it over, because the most exposure I've had to Dead by Daylight is watching maybe 10 minutes of a playthrough, so I really don't know what I'm doing here. So having other people kind of spearhead that idea process was very, very helpful for me because I didn't know what I was doing. And I feel like we have quite a few of those ideas where one person will have a vision for what needs to happen. And that person obviously should be the director for that video. I agree. Yeah. Hell, let's not say you hope it'll happen. It is happening. Well, apparently we're all on board. So I guess we've made our decision. Yeah. It is now canon. <laughs> I'm bringing up the spreadsheet now and assigning director. Okay. <laughs> what a thing to do during a podcast. <laughs> so, so Joe, I like yes. that enthusiasm. I love that. But what if we were to start by a- applying that to what we're filming when Will comes down next week? Because we have to decide what we're filming when Will comes down next week. Exactly. And us having clear ideas of which ones can immediately be done qu- soon and have a clear director for them will help us do that. That's a fair point because I was thinking oh we would pare down what we want to film first and then assign from there but either way works I'm cutting all of this out it's fine um yeah. <laughs> why would you cut this out I don't know if I can cut it out it's fine we are we are rounding out so if there's anything else that anyone would like to bring up please do so now otherwise we can head into our closing thoughts for the week so Closing thoughts, ultimately for me, are we need better communication. Filming stuff with proper planned out shots on location with everyone is a great deal of fun. After about three punches, your knuckles start to hurt when you're hitting armor. (laughs) And all in all, this was just a really good time. Honestly, biggest closing thought, if you're filming something, what you expect is not necessarily going to happen. It's much like for anyone who has played in a TTRPG. Your initial idea is great, but what actually happens in the moment is also great. And that's just something that you need to be okay with, that what you plan, it's just not gonna happen. But you do need a plan. 
It just won't be used. You'll have a framework, but things will evolve, and that's okay, and that's needed, because oftentimes it needs to flow organically with what the situation is, and that's not something you can plan for until you're in the moment and you know what weather conditions you have, how much time you have to fill things, what other people's ideas are, whether or not the armor bends when you take someone <laughs> down, and whether or not Joe can catch a punch to the face, which it turns out he can, because <laughs> I pulled my punches. And I did it without being able to see it coming. Exactly. <laughs> I definitely learned, again, because I think this is the second time that communication has come up as a lesson for our podcast, that having a definite plan in a lot of ways is going to be only helpful in that regard. And that even if in the moment you're frustrated with certain things in filming, because I was frustrated with certain things because, I mean, that's a lot of physical exertion for someone who exercises maybe twice a year. <laughs> 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 appreciate the moment because I, I know I definitely did. I loved every second of hanging out with you guys and doing just filming stuff. Able to make cool stuff with you guys. And the after party where we hung out at Dan's house and you know you get so drunk off the atmosphere that I was laughing so hard I had to crawl back onto the counter in order to stand. <laughs> if you're starting a project with someone, get people that make you need to have the support of a counter because you're laughing too hard yeah probably a good idea <laughs> three cameramen what are your closing thoughts overall i think everybody did fantastic i was pretty happy with everything that we've done i understand there's communication issues but like overall i think we got a pretty good thing going for you know the time crunch and the lack of communication i thought we did pretty well yeah. Same. I'd have to agree with Ben. Yeah, most I think that just in spite of everything, it went really well and it seems like you guys have a real vision for moving forward. And it's really, really nice to see as you're gaining more experience in this field. Thank you. And all of you are welcome back anytime, whenever you want to be involved in something. Especially if it's unplanned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just please don't burn yourselves out helping us. We love having you, but we'd like to have you alive and in our lives longer. So, Dan, any closing thoughts from you? Don't look up Nerf guns with Joe super late tonight and then expect him to wake up at six in the morning. Yeah, I was kind of waiting till somebody was going to mention that part. But... <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm just like, there's more to the uh, him not waking up to the Look, alarms. I woke yeah. up, and that that's what's important. But you know what? <laughs> Everyone woke up but Joe. <laughs> Pretty and... much. I mean, that will be a theme. Yes, which is why I think we should enact the plan that we talked about in this podcast. So, thank you, Ben, Brendan, and Dan for joining us today. You guys have been awesome. And for listeners out there, you will be seeing these three again. Well, thank you for having us. Yeah, this of course. Great. Yeah, I'm glad you guys are enjoying yourself and that we haven't burned out your goodwill or killed you yet or caused any emotional or, or physical harm to you. There's still time. There's still time for that. <laughs> All right. We'll be in touch. This has been the Learner's Permit Podcast, available wherever fine podcasts are appreciated. Learner's Permit is the companion podcast to The Factotum Project, which can be found on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram under The Factotum Project. Thanks for listening, and we'll be in touch. <laughs>